All right, it's uh, April 24th, and this is another edition of Headliners. Today we're going to talk about Steven Spielberg backing it up, uh, WGA crisis with writers, and we're going to wrap it up a little bit of Thrones talk again this week. It's uh, the usual three, Jimmy, Dave, and myself. Well, let's get into this. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I've seen three movies in my life, Bridge on the River Kwai, Patton, and Herbie Fully Loaded. You serious, Clark? I always tell it through. Is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? Nope. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. All right. Last weekend's box office, April 19th through the 21st. Opening at number one, debut week, The Curse of La Llorona. A terrible-looking movie, in my opinion. Made twenty six point three million dollars. Uh, I couldn't even get through the uh, the trailer. I know it's, it's a thriller and horror, and that's not really my type of thing. But still, the story. I think it's stupid. part of like the Conjuring universe, which those are supposed to. I actually haven't seen those, but they're supposed to be good, like a good yeah. horror series. Is it, it really? Yeah, it, it looked like a bad horror movie, like I, I, objectively, like not. No, no, I, I agree with you. So I, I I have no idea how this one is. I just know the Conjuring series is supposed to mm-hmm. be a good series, and I think this is part of it. I mean, no, it must be, okay, 20, okay. It's not six point three. It's not it's, officially. It's still... Is it like set no. in the universe, but not tied in or something like that? If it was, the Conjuring's. I don't like like horror movies really, but the Conjuring movies are really well done. They're like um, that TV show, ha- ha- Haunting of Hill House or whatever. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, the Conjuring's are like that. But this this headline from Forbes says, "Who gets to decide if Curse of La Lorena La Lorona?" is part of the Conjuring universe, which makes me think people are like saying, oh, that, that's the same as that, but it's not actually. Because the other like Conjurings Venom. have been like the Very networks. tight, yeah, yeah, one story. They're like, this is this. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so it might reference I, uh, I bet this was made there. like vague enough that if the, it did well and people loved it, they could like retcon it into the Conjuring universe in, the, in like a future movie. All right, so here's some info. Despite poor reviews and Warner Brothers swearing up and down that it wasn't technically part of the Conjuring universe, the director, and at least one co-star might disagree, the religious horror flick still pulled down strong numbers. So it seems like they... I don't understand. Mm. So if it's the director, if it's... Who is it? James Wan? Didn't he do The Conjuring? Yes. I don't know. Yeah, he he did the first one. I don't know if he directed this. Oh, I don't know. Well, there we go. All right. Um, by the way, number two this week was Shazam. 16.4. Boo. Yep. Number three is Breakthrough. Do you guys know what that one was? It's an opening weekend. No. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. Break on by through Fox. to the uh, other 11. side. 11.2 million. Not that. Um, and fourth place was Captain Marvel getting a little bump up for uh, people preparing to go to Endgame. And then rounding the top five is Little, the uh, same universe as Big. I saw an article that said this was the worst Easter weekend in a decade. For movies. Really? Yeah. But uh, it also said the reason why is because no movie wanted to come out this weekend and then be destroyed next week. Which is fair. With Avengers, so everyone's just avoiding this part of the year. Except for the curse of La Llorona. Yeah. But I think that's kind of a different audience for the most part. I think it is. Jimmy, do you find out what Breakthrough is yet? Yeah, it looks like a bad movie that would make me cry my eyes out. 
Ooh. Okay, so the okay. fat girl. That was mean. <laughs> that was a terrible way to start. <laughs> that was mean. Um, the the sister from This Is Us, the heavy one. <gasps> oh, I know. I've this. never seen This Is Us. This looks. This is. This terrible. looks like a Disney movie, and then the dad from the in the basketball movie. He's in some other. I have no idea where to place him from. They have mm-hmm. an adopted son together. He breaks through ice in Lake Michigan, and is like freezing. Oh, I've seen the trailer for this before. Like every fucking movie, this movie looks awful. This is the God movie. Yes, this is the it's God. Definitely movie. a religious movie, right? It's, uh, yes, it's it uh, the whole thing's about how God saves this kid's life and brings him back, and the mom convinces the town to pray for him instead of use medicine. Yeah, they they prayed the death away, and they won. So I I mean I don't like religion much. I think it's silly, but I don't care if you like religion. But mm-hmm. but they make me cry. <laughs> oh yeah, this like I am so excited that this movie is out, so that I will not be seeing the trailers out of movies anymore. It looks like poorly made. Like it looks like. A, oh yeah, yeah. No, it has a a Topher Grace in it too. The trailer is basically the movie. I just watched the whole movie. Yeah. Oh, stupid yeah. of them. Doctors saying your son died. They showed you don't him tell fall me. through the ice. You don't tell me he's dead. I'm gonna pray he's gonna come alive again. You don't tell me he's dead yet. And then, and then the doctor's him. like, the medicine won't work. Like we don't have sufficient medicine for it. And she's like, just do your best. God will fix it. His blood stopped pumping. His his, yeah. his heart's dead. Yeah. This is crazy because that was the trailer gave away the whole story. I saw all those scenes. Yeah. Yeah. What a dumb trailer. <laughs> it basically made a short film and then and then a really really long one. <laughs> all right. So all right. I mean they made they made eleven point two million dollars off of that trailer. Good for them. So moving into headliners, this week Spielberg is officially a little bitch. After his comments about a month or two ago where he said any Netflix or Hulu or Amazon movie should be up for an Emmy and not a, an Oscar. And he's been petitioning the Academy to ban all of them from even being eligible. The government was like, if you do that, it's against the law. And so the Academy said, fuck you, we're not doing that. And then today or yesterday, Spielberg uh, walked back it being like, no, 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 I love those. I, I – still support those films i think they're great i just want to save the theater experience which i actually agree with that i like the theater experience but fuck him he's just trying to save face it's a pretty bad attempt right oh yeah yeah really a tough spin zone to try to attempt like i i like or i agree with him where he's like there is something to like going to the theater like tomorrow night we're seeing endgame with the crowd opening night there's going to be some movie magic to that but that's just you, not what he said. Yeah, that's not what he said at first. He was blatantly like, no, they're TV movies. They don't deserve Oscars. There's uh, Jake and I had this conversation earlier. I don't know if it was on a show or just we had this conversation, but about how there's some people out there like in Hollywood or just kind of older that they don't live on the Internet, right? So they, they don't look at the Internet a lot. So Spielberg doesn't look on the Internet a lot. So he probably doesn't even know what the term spin zone is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he doesn't know that people aren't dumb like i think (laughs) back in 1980 he could say this and it goes in some newspapers and people who don't believe it just kind of don't believe it at their own house and they're like wow not even like 1980 i feel like you could have got away with this like 15 years ago yeah and you say like people in their own house would just be like that's a crock of shit but now with the internet like Everyone just responds, and then people see the responses and like, yeah, that is a crock of shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he is spin zoning. 
And like, you can't get away with these just excuses anymore. Yeah. yeah. What? He's dumb. He's dumb. And uh, the Academy's staying the same because if they're good at one thing, it, it's it's not changing. So except they change something on. that we'll get to later. Woo! Little Precursor. teaser. Okay. All right, following up from uh, last month, we talked about Britney Spears checking herself into a mental health facility. Uh, her father is dying. She's having a hard time with it, a lot of anxiety. And some people are being mean, saying she was in a mental institution. Who, I mean, it was terrible. Not us. This week, she had to post a video saying that she's okay and not being held against her will because some people were sa- sending her her team and her family death threats, believing that she had been held captive and that this whole uh, mental health thing was a ruse. So I got to say, I think she's being held captive now. Oh, yeah? <laughs> when you release a video that says, I am not being held captive, immediately I'm like, she's being forced to release the video. That's because her family's <laughs> getting death threats. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. That, uh, that's it's, it's this, this is like the internet, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Like, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. The fact that she had to release a statement that says, hey, no, I'm not being held captive makes it really seem like she's being held captive because I had no idea about it up until the point where she said she wasn't being held captive. So now that was in my brain. It wasn't. It didn't even cross my mind before. I'm not seeking out Britney Spears' information. Now I, I did that this afternoon. <laughs> I thought, did you, did you already say what you thought? I thought what you said is good. Like, people just think she's being, like, in a psych ward. Yeah. Like, they have no idea what mental health facility means. And that's Can why we need more people to, like, do this and say, no, I like I was having a really hard time, so I went to professionals who can help me. <laughs> I know. So some people out there are just stupid and don't live in 2019 and don't understand that mental asylums do not exist anymore. And none of those people are on this pod. Not even one. For shame. So, so yeah, Jimmy. I'm up. Seems You're important. Up. What? So this is uh, the big story. The Writers Guild of America. When you read this headline, it's crazy. The Writers Guild of America has 8,800 members, and this week, 7,000 of them fired their agents. And they say the only people that didn't fire their agents are really old and retired or just inactive members of the Writers Guild. I did so much digging because the article is confusing. And then I went like on Reddit. I went all these places trying to figure out like what's going on. And even even the most even the articles I could understand the most were still pretty confusing. But what it, what it comes down to is that the agents in Hollywood are just getting away with as much as possible. And they're trying to make as much money as possible off writers and hurting the writers. So yes. they're grouping writers together and doing them wholesale or they are asking um, I've read some agencies ask now not for the they ask for money up front from the oh. agency for their writer and then okay. tack on the percentage as well. And the writers didn't really know this was happening, but that cuts in. Say like, you know, you have a we'll, we'll dumb it down to a hundred dollars and you're getting 10 percent of my hundred dollars. And you say, well, yeah, you have to pay him, but you have to pay me, too. So you give the agent ten dollars. And then he gets 10. So that knocks down the whole thing to $90 for the writer. Plus, he's still giving the agent 10%. So the agent's doubling up. And there's all this type of shady stuff going on. But it's and crazy also, that I, they mass fired. A friend of mine also told me that they, uh, in addition to that, they're also the, the agents are getting these like bonus fees for packaging their, their clients together. So on top of the stuff that they're already getting money for, it's like a 
it's a, a royalty. Like, oh, here's an extra. If you if it's, it's like a hundred dollar thing, what you just said, here's a fifty bucks for the process of giving me three instead of one. I think it's. In, I always think it's awesome when you can have a mass like walkout. Like oh, you can like you thing. can organize everyone to be on the same page. Yes, it's always if, it's always great because then like if this, if this headline said seventy writers uh, a week in the, for the past month, that would seven thousand of their eight thousand members. That that grabbed me. But what, didn't the writer strike happen like a decade ago? Didn't fix any problems then? Uh, it was. I mean, no, I I can't speak to that because I don't know enough about the writers. Me neither. I thought that they were better now. Me neither. And I think it's interesting that you should know, like, Writers Guild of America isn't just authors. It isn't just, like, screenwriters. Like, I was reading and it was like, it was the people who write the blurbs on video games are represented by Writers Guild of America. Like, there's tons so of different avenues and scraps and little things like that. Mm. I won a yeah. free, uh, like, Writers Guild of America book one time once. You won it? Yeah. How'd you win it? I entered a short story into a contest. So what's in this book? Like everyone's names or what? Yeah, it's nonsense. It like, <laughs> it's names of agents and stuff like that. Oh, that's a shitty prize. <laughs> it's well, like, I mean, it's good if you want to try and get an agent. but like That's true. Well, not anymore. Actually, do you still have that book? Mm, it's probably somewhere. But I've lived in five item. houses in the last four years, so I don't know where. Collector's item. Yeah. So look at the, all these people that they just fired in a mass exodus. It is kind of cool. It is. Cool. So, yeah. All right, Dave, you want to talk about Disney? Yeah. So Walt Disney's grandniece uh, says that the current Disney chairman and CEO, Bob Iger's salary is insane, which it is. It's $65.6 million a year. But he's made Disney unstoppable, and he deserves all the money that they want to throw at him. He's quite the businessman. He's $65 million. People forget before he took over, Disney was mainly releasing like direct to home sequels of the greatest hits. And like they were very close to going down the tubes in like the the late 90s, early 90s, whenever it was. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about how like they're they're still a viable company, but like not what they are. Like they were a a fraction of what they are today. They're a powerhouse. I have a question. And I. This might I have no idea if this is the dumbest question ever asked or if Ooh. this is an interesting point. Where do you think $65 million a year ranks in salaries in America? Because I feel like anyone else that pulls in $65 million a year, they are their own business, like churning. You know, he has his own... He, oh, or they gets more than that. Yeah, yeah, like. but I'm saying, like or like, or like they invest, or they are, you know, investors or business, or you know what I mean. Not like get a ch- salary from a company. Okay, I got, I got a good benchmark for you. All right, a company that we all know and is a powerhouse, the NFL. Roger Goodell, the commissioner, I think he gets paid forty-two million a year. So that's a good benchmark, right? It's fucking insane. That's so much money. I know, but like you could just pay me that once, not even a year, just once, and I would be see, set I, I, for like my entire life, and my kid's life, and my grandkid's life. Of course you would, but I mean, Roger Goodell deals with us. Sh- he he deals with nothing but shit every day. People throw nonsense and crap, and they hate him. They hate every bone of his body every day. Bob Iger goes to work, and he is God. Everyone loves him. Nobody hates Bob Iger except for this grandniece of his. You know, I don't know. It was Roy Disney. Is that Walt Walt Disney's brother? 
I think so. I'm assuming. It's, so she's got Disney in her name. Who cares about her? Yeah, I mean, I she's got her wife life, is too. Hot. You know her net worth's crazy, I'm sure. Do I think Bob Iger's wife is hot? I'm going to guess yes. Her name's Willow I Bay. I know his mistress is gorgeous, probably. Whoa, allegedly. Alleged. Oh, no, she's like a, she's very she's attractive, but she is a, like, a... Age-appropriate. Yes, age-appropriate. All oh, those are the best types. Yeah. She is very, very pretty. But she, is she? Shoot I, over I, a picture. Uh, just type, just Google Willow Bay. That's so much work. Willow Bay? I mean, she's, she's older, but she's got... Well, oh, no. Now no. Some pictures... No, she's pretty. She's attractive. She's a very pretty old lady. Oh, she's not, not even. I would. I wouldn't call her old. I would call her. You know, she's on the upper half, of course. But yeah, in the pink sweater there, she looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> All right. All right. Is this me up now? Yep. Cool. Misleading headline. Uh, I was cruising the internet and found Pamela Anderson is furious because a fundraiser raised one hundred and twelve thousand dollars for repairs to the Notre Dame Cathedral instead of French children in need. Which, if you've been on the internet the past week, people are freaking out like all, over all these donations saying that, oh, well, why give the money to this building when you have all these people starving in Africa, all this yada, 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 and it's a, it's a little bit annoying. So I thought this was just another case of that. It's not. She was bullshit because they raised $112,000 for the repairs at a gala to raise money for French children in need, which I think is completely fucked up. Yeah, so like people showed up thinking it was like helping these kids, and then at the end they're like, oh no, the money's going to uh, Notre Dame this year. Well, it was a silent auction, and then there was, the, for each auction you, you could buy something, and so they, they raised, uh, in total, the, the, they did raise $400,000 for the kids, but one item was uh, to be a, a benefactor of, or be of whatever, to in, in help at Notre Dame Cathedral, and one guy spent $112,000. And she was like, what the fuck? Why wouldn't you just give that to the kids? Like, what What we were here for. I think she's got a fair point. Did, well, what did that guy donate to the kids? That's that's the question here. If he gave like a hundred, if he gave the same amount to both, right? Like that mm-hmm. dude came and he's, how much did he give to the fountain? 112,000. So if he gave 112,000 to Notre Dame, but he also gave 112,000 to the kids. And he was like, well, I, I gave what I was going to give to the kids. But I saw this too, so I'm doubling up. Fair game. If he I gave, think even if he gave like fifty thousand to the kids, it's still fair game. That's still a shit ton of money to help them. No, you gotta get. You gotta pay yeah, respect you, to who you went there for. I agree with Pamela there. But but I, if he I think, didn't give any money to the kids and just gave money to Notre Dame, I'm on Pamela Anderson's side. That's right. No, if he didn't give any money to the kids, I'm I agree with you. But I think the item only sold as much. Because it was for Notre Dame mm-hmm. and all that. So if they just sold it for the kids, it probably would have been like $12,000. It'd be like if uh, Sheehan invited us over to his house for a nice party and I showed up and gave you a gift, Dave, and not Sheehan. Well, that's only, that? that's only if he didn't Can't give anything to the kids. We don't know if he didn't give anything to the kids. Yeah, We don't know. But if you think about 112000 and they made $400,000 that night, so 20% of the earnings of that night went to a completely different charity. It's a little, it's a little weird. But you agree with us if he gave the same amount to both, it's fine. Oh, money is money. And you're giving it your charity's charity. I, I mean, I, I think it's fine. It's a little weird. 
there are a, a, a thousand avenues you can take to donate $110,000 to the, uh, the Notre Dame Cathedral. It was a little weird that he chose to do it there. I mean, it, it could have been a convenience thing that was there. Like like Dave said, just, oh, look at this. Pop it there. Sign my name. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Well, but it was it was one of the most confusing headlines. I I, I even I didn't even like include the fact that there was a uh, a French soccer team involved. The, the the story was the most convoluted story in the world. Lost. So Pamela Anderson, French uh, soccer team, children, Notre Dame, and uh, a gala with charity. It was just a whole bunch of like weird things that don't belong together. Giving away a lot of money. You know who could use some money? Roman Polanski. He's an Academy Award winning director, and he got arrested because he was like. Oh, guess what? I used to have sex with uh, children. And they said, okay, well, you're in, <laughs> you're in jail now, and you're kicked out of the academy. And now he's suing the academy for them kicking him out. But seemed very much like, you know, bad guy alert. And, yeah. And kick him out. It seemed a little 40 years too late. Yeah. Yeah. They gave him an Oscar like 10 years ago. What's his best movie? They gave it to him for uh, The Pianist. Yeah. The Pianist is up there. That's the saddest movie. So I, I agree. Like, there is, like, it's just kind of too little too late at this point. Like, who the fuck cares about Roman Polanski anymore? Uh, a lot of people do. Well, I mean, it's I think he should true. be in jail, but, like, it's... Well, it's not true. No one cares about him. Well, no, people care that, like, he gets an award. Hmm. But I mean, he, he, still... he admitted he admitted to fucking a thirteen-year-old girl, and then he fled the country because he was afraid that it might come back on him. Which well, that's actually not what he did. Fuck a child, and you should go to jail for that. But that's not why he fled the country. Because he he had a plea deal. He had a plea deal, thought... and he so he was out. He was in France shooting a movie, and he was going to come back and like do whatever the plea deal was. And um, someone in the sheriff's office, the district attorney's office or whatever, gave him a heads up saying the judge is just going to throw out the plea deal and that the, the prosecutors agreed with and give you yeah, um, like a crazy amount of time in jail. Yeah, just for a reference. No, no, he sh- absolutely should. But I think yeah. if you're in another country and you're like, well, I can just stay here, I can understand why someone would say, fuck that, I'm not going back now. Yeah. <clears throat> Just for reference, he was 44 when she was 13. So even yeah, grosser, super fucked. So, he also uh, has a ton of mental health problems too, which oh. doesn't. Well, help. I, would, he was, I would think so. Yeah, I mean, he, he was a Holocaust survivor. He was homeless for years after the Holocaust because his Dave, family. Dave, don't was make dead. us feel bad about this guy. And then yeah, his, his wife was killed by Charlie Charles Manson while she was pregnant. No, no, she wasn't. Sharon Stone. Charles Manson had nothing to do with it. He just told him to do it. Oh, all right. I was very confused for a second. <laughs> Charles Manson never actually killed anybody. How weird is that? Yeah. Well, He's a cult leader. Exactly. No, he wasn't a good guy, I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah, fuck Roman Plans. He he should be in jail. And I think he's mostly pissed off the fact that he was he was uh, expelled the same day as, as Bill Cosby, and he was like, that's unfair. I think I mean, that's... it's not really unfair. But also... <laughs> Did you know, like, he's expelled from the Academy, which just means he can't vote on things. His movies are still eligible to win awards. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a, it's, if he was smart, he'd be like, all right, well, I want this thing to go away as soon as possible. I'm not going to keep bringing up the fact that I fucked a 13-year-old yeah. every time he talks. Yeah, his movies, his, his list of movies aren't that, isn't that impressive in my brain anyway. No, but I mean, he's, he's still well-known. Tess, Pirates, Frantic, King of Ads, Bitter Moon, Death and the Maiden, The Ninth Grade. 
Ninth Gate. I apologize. Well, I think you have to look at anything after he left as kind of like, well, that's shitty. Cause, Pianist. Like, nobody's, no major studios are working with him or anything anymore. That was Pianist. from 1974 to 1999, I just read. Oh. Well, fuck. See? It's bad. The, the only Pianist. ones I know is The Pianist and Oliver Drist. Like, Oliver Twist? Oliver Twist. The Ghostwriter. Carnage. Whatever. It's, nice. uh, it's not looking good. No. Oh, oh. Oh, what the f- Oh, oh. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. Just a little ad. A nine second ad. This is what happened <laughs> to me last week. This is what happened to you last week? Yeah, that's yeah. why it didn't play right. It's okay. We get time. All right, let's talk about Game of Thrones. Spoilers if you don't watch. Sorry if you watch and you haven't been up to date. That's on you. I mean, that's just dumb. We're four days after the episode now. Get fucked. Dave, are you still on your hot take that top five episode of all time? Because I don't want to have a a big argument here. I don't think that's a hot take. It's very well received. From like fans who aren't just looking for action. Let's just let's just move past our personal rankings of these things. Let's just yeah. talk about the content of the because we're never going to agree on that. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, agreed yeah. or not agreeing. Yeah, I mean, yes. I don't. I didn't like the episode, but I mean, I don't watch Game of Thrones for the characters because they kill them off every second. Like after Ned Stark died and then the Red Wedding, I said, okay, not going to get attached to anyone here. I'm just going to follow the storyline. So like. Mm-hmm. When it's just characters, I, I don't care. Like, Brianna Tarth getting knighted was a cool scene. Awesome. Everything else in the episode, I didn't care. I didn't, I didn't care about See, it. I disagree with that. I mean, I, I'm... But I... We're, no, no. We're, be, we're fans of storytelling. They, I, they, they, the, the characters are a major part of it. And yeah, it but was, in my mind, Game of Thrones... Like, I watch Game of Thrones literally for the characters. The dragons yeah. and, like, the other shit is just bonus. Well, I don't like, like the dragons, but like, I like the plot, like the action stuff and like the plot and all that. I, I watch it for the character interactions. Yes. I'm different. I, I know that yeah. I'm different. Like game, uh, yep. band of brothers, Deadwood. I could watch those characters do anything because I really like them. Mm-hmm. But game of Thrones, I watch for the conniving and the plotting. And we haven't even gotten plotting really. Well, I just, you're not going to get much of that. I think that's, a thing that a lot of people don't realize that it's it's like the last chapter of a book there's no there's no more besides like maybe one or two twists there's no more like conniving and plotting like it's just wrapping up i think there's a ton left there's there's some twists coming at you dave come on i mean there's there's twists like who lives and dies and like who betrays who but i think people who are expecting a lot of conniving and plot like that type of thing that's just not what happens in like the last chapter of a book Dave, it's just Cersei's things still are alive. revealed. Yeah, like Cersei's, Cersei's still alive. alive. Like there's going to be so much that has to happen. She can't breathe without conniving. Yeah. And I like think, they yeah. and okay. So and this this episode was really heavy-handed and Game of Thrones isn't heavy-handed usually. Like we know exactly who's going to die in battle now. Do we? No, I don't think so. They they wrapped up probably 90% of the cast's like character arcs. It could be anyone goes next week. I, I mean, I'd be shocked if Grey Worm isn't dying. Brandon Tarth isn't dying. Fuck, I can never remember this guy's name, and it pisses me off because I know it. The eye, eye patch guy. Oh, I love Beric. Yeah. Beric. Right, those Tor- three. Tormund could die. Jamie could die. Tyrion could die. 
Tyrion's not going to die tomorrow. He's they they talked about how smart he is. Everyone was just talking about his genius. genius. He's going to pull a plan out of his ass. Yeah, and the crypts. Like you said, Game, happen of, in Game the of Thrones is known for like killing characters who aren't like who shouldn't be dead at that point in the story. That's true. I hope next episode. It's not exactly who I think is going to die because it seemed very heavy-handed. Like the crypts they want you to are think, so Jimmy. safe. Like that was annoying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, the, I, the way I looked at this this episode was it was more of a eulogy before everyone dies. Yeah, so that was kind of nice. I it, I was talking about it with some other people the next day, and it was it reminded me why I love every single one of these characters in this story. Yep. So that I'm they, going to be absolutely a blubbering mess, heartbroken this Sunday. They really want to make sure that you remember everything that you love about them. Make you make sure you remember each person, and that make sure you feel things when they die. Yeah, they, Jimmy, this is this is a necess, uh, necessary evil for this this season. I, I get it. Like I love Game of Thrones. I just watch it. I don't watch it for do. the characters. So yeah. Which is I fair. Like I, it. It, with that, but in I'm mind, sick of everyone that like, like watches. Like, for, I'm sick of everyone that watches it, and they're so in love with the characters, shaming me. Like, you don't watch it. You just watch it for the dragons and the wars. Like, no, <laughs> I like the like the plotting and the conniving. Like, I like everything about the show. I just not attached. The only character I'd say I'm really attached to is Tyrion. Like, that's the only yeah. one because he's always been kind of the most interesting guy on the show. Yeah, that that's mm-hmm. fair. Like coming from it from that perspective, I can 100% understand why someone wouldn't like the episode. I just I see a lot of like hot takes online who are like, "When are we going to get to the war? When are we going to get to the battles?" Idiots. Game of Thrones has had four battle episodes in 10 years. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, I, I like never the, been what the show is about. I like the Bastard Bull battle a lot, but the, the battles before all that, I I, I can, like I don't like just oh, straight action. Hard home, you guys know that. hard home is fantastic, I think, too. Which one's that? Home. When he goes north to the Wildling Village. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. that was oh, good. and Tormund is a favorite, but I, in the, that scene I thought was too much. Like, he's good when he's doing the, the slight jabs, not when he's taking over. I thought the milk chugging was really, yeah, like, I, Super Troopers 2-esque humor. Oh, I like that, because it I just like, showed that he's, he's like a, a frat, basically a frat boy. Frat boy. See, I, I did like that scene, but I do agree they've kind of flanderized him the past couple seasons. Mm-hmm. I think he should have, honestly... He's become he a cartoon. He should have been the one who died last season when they went north of the wall. Yes, he should have. That, that would have been a gut-punching death for that whole episode, which I don't think we got any... We got... What's his name? Nothing. The Thoros, the guy with fire, who is like a third-tier character at best. Yeah. No, that was that was weak episode. I, I, that that was the episode that made me hate Thrones a little bit. Yeah, but. I mean, it just is what it is after they pass the books. So, what do I you know. think? What do you think? Here's here's my list of things from their foreshadowing that I think is going to happen. I know nothing. I don't really read into future theories about the show at all. John is gonna ride a dragon during battle. Otherwise, they wouldn't have shown him riding a dragon already. Like, that was so when it happens in battle, we can be like, he knows how to do this. Sure. Okay. The Crips sure. are getting fucked up. It just... Uh, they're No, they're, they're, they're coming alive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Crips are Which coming... Which is why up. I think every character who's down there could die. And that's going to be like Tyrion but, and fairies. But, but like, I wish that they didn't play it so heavy that the Crips are going to, you know... 
They like really. I think it, you, it would be. You a, know it's it would be a good twist now if nothing happened down there. True. They are red. But that's the whole point. Like that's yeah. the whole point, though. Like the they make the dead alive, and that's where all the dead are. I know. And how cool! I really want to see headless Ned Stark like running around. I want to see Catelyn. Yeah, it'd be cool. Would be cool. But it'd be kind of nice. It, well, Ned Stark's body never made it back. I don't think. Oh, yeah, I think they brought it back. Did know. it? We're gonna find out. Yeah. Uh, and I think Grey Worm's dying like first twenty minutes of the episode. First ten minutes of the episode. See, yeah. I, I think the twist will be that Missandre, whatever her name is, she's going to die. And, like, in the last episode when they're doing, like, where are they now, he's going to be at Narth, like, with her ashes or something. And, like, living the peaceful life she wanted. I can see that happening. But yeah. in my death pool, I have them both dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we talk about the Sexy? Arya thing that the oh, yeah, Maisie Williams, her tweet. So, yeah, she, um, everyone was freaking out about her having sex on camera, and the internet spiked the, immediately after Thrones to the number one question asked on Google was, how old is Maisie Williams? Uh, 22, for, for those who wonder. I Googled it. Uh, she, yep. So uh, she tweeted out, if you feel uncomfortable, just know that my mother and my stepdad and my two sisters and my two, four brothers have all probably watched this too. Ha, 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 kill me, hee, hee. Want to know why hey, I feel I- uncomfortable? She's I, always 13. I don't feel that, like, uncomfortable. She's in her 20s, the actress, and her character is supposed to be 18. Yeah, but she point. has the body of a 15-year-old. I, I yeah, like, I know girls in college and stuff who they often get confused for, like, 14, 15 years old, you know, because they have a body of a 14, 15-year-old. And it sucks for them, so this may be really rude, but I always thought any guy that was attracted to them was, like, kind of creepy because, like, yeah, the common perception from the world is that that's a 14, 15 year old. So the fact that you're attracted to her creeps me out a little bit, even though she is 22 and that's that's, very unfair to Maisie Williams, but that's what my brain thinks. No, no, that that's fair. But I think part of that too is I feel like the show has dressed her that way, like purposely made her that way for the, because she was supposed to be like a young and innocent character and she was playing younger than herself. So I think they just kind of did that for too long. Really? And people don't realize her character is supposed to be like 20. Did you read that thing that said she was going to fuck the hound, but she got cockblocked, so that's why she went to Gentry? Yeah. That's the, he sent that to us. Oh, you did? Yeah, Dave's I did. one that sent that to us, yeah. Oh, you sent us that in the chat. I thought you just said it right yeah. now. Yeah, that no, was, no, no. That was uh, eye-opening. I, I, I was dying laughing when I saw that. And I was like, I can't not send this to the guys. Do you think there's a, a shred of truth to that? It's my head cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of like it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. San, I don't know. Sansa went I don't on like Dr. Phil and said she was uh, social media had her like so depressed. I believe it, dude. Especially because she started on the show when she was like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, she went through puberty on the show. Yeah, yeah it's rough. Yeah. She got raped on the show. Well, not actually. We don't know that. It's all very real. Yo, in a weird turn of events, uh, or maybe this is how it is, I'm rooting for Danny third out of the three girls. Women. Oh, yeah. I Women. think Danny, my, so my theory is that I think Danny is going to be the final villain. Yeah, I guess that's, I the, see that. that's common. Like, she is turning that way. Yeah, because they've done a lot this season to really highlight, like, because she was so separate from everyone, you were always like, yeah, get vengeance, free slaves, and all that. But now it's just coming across like, 
she's just showing up and burning these people and killing families and it's kind of brutal. Like if you were on the other side, you'd be like, she's fucking awful. Yeah, going through and telling people like, oh yeah, but I'm um, sorry, uh, I burnt your father. Oh, and your brother. That you that no thing family. where Sam was in episode one, where Sam was like, well, at least at least I'll be able to go home because my brother's the Lord. And she's like, well, no, no, I killed him. The look on that actor's, I don't even like Sam as a character that much, but he he sold just the deepest heartbreak for that scene. Yeah. I, I, he's growing me. I always hated him as a character. Hated him. You bumbly idiot walking across the screen. But now I'm like all on in Sam. Well, he's dying next episode. No. No. Nope. Sam Jr. is. Uh, I don't know. He's, he, gonna, he's gonna he's gonna get eaten by Catelyn Stark. So it's a good like you can't pay attention to TV tropes because this oh has always bucked the norm. Mm-hmm. But if this was any other TV show, Sam's 100%. Sam's dead because he said the words "I'll tell you after the war." Or he said mm-hmm. something like, I'll see you after the battle, or tell you after, the, or we'll talk after the battle. What did he say that about? I can't remember, but he said something like, we'll talk after the battle. And that is a TV death sentence. Yep. Well, that's also true in Game of Thrones. The last words Ned Stark said to Jon Snow was, I'll tell you next time I see you about your mother. Yeah, I think that's what Sam said to Jon. Something along those lines. So, that's why I think... Yikes. Yeah. Mm. Not good. Not good for Sam. Yeah. All right. Enough game so it's going to be an hour, hour and 20 minutes on Sunday. Should be a good set. Hour and 20 minutes? Yeah, they, oh, added, nice. they added 30 minutes to it. Feature length. The next four are going to be uh, an hour and 20, hour yeah. 18. I don't, hour you know what? I, I don't like how everyone can watch at different times. What well, do you mean? Luckily, you're not on the West Coast anymore. On HBO Go, like in HBO Now, you can, you can start it before it starts. But only by like a minute or so. Eastern. What time does it air? Nine Eastern. It airs at nine Eastern. No matter where you are in the world, at nine PM Eastern time, it's live on your platform. Yeah, maybe I, I, I felt like people were ahead of me, and I started. At Th- there's a couple of times where it's like shown up on the app like two minutes early, mm. but that's just because somebody fucked up and uploaded it early. But um. Mm. Yankees play at four on Sunday. So that brings us to seven. One hour podcast brings me to eight. Editing brings me to nine. I hope you get a rain delay. <laughs> oh, yeah, rain uh, delay or extra innings. I'll just have to. Just, well, actually, the Sharks went into extra, uh, overtime last Sunday mm-hmm. and double overtime they went into. And I was like, I wanted to watch Game of Thrones, but I was watching the Sharks. And I was pissed off. They went into the second overtime. I was like, God damn it. Quit playing <laughs> Thrones. And then it was an that episode sucks. I could have. It was a second screen episode anyway. Oh, come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Moving on from you. Uh, movies coming out this weekend. Nothing big. Uh, Aurora is <laughs> coming out on Netflix. It's a foreign thriller film. I watched the trailer. And you'll never believe this. I didn't understand the word they were saying. What? <laughs> And then Avengers Endgame is coming out t- today. We're, we're, we're recording this on Wednesday because Dave and I are going to be watching the movie at this time tomorrow night for all night long. Yeah. It's a three-hour movie. Three hours and 58 seconds. Yep, and then we are uh, going to be recording our review afterwards. Yeah, tomorrow so. night. So tonight, if you're listening to this the day it comes out. And, and the- then uh, Jimmy's going to whip that up for us real quick and publish that bad boy out. Early at 2 Friday, yeah. Or probably when he wakes up Friday. No, he's got to crank that out. 
Friday, Yankees play at... Well, no, you just have to edit and release the episode Friday. Yeah, but the Yankees play at 10.15, so I'm going to be up till at least 2 in the morning. Yeah, but Friday, you'll be, you'll be awake. Oh, it's oh, Thursday. So you'll be, you'll so be up. Thursday. Thursday, they play at 9. And okay, I so have you'll, to you'll record be... a, a podcast. So. so you'll be up. Cool. Yeah, so I'll be up. Yeah. Nice. I'll be up till 4 a.m. Thursday night. Nice. Editing our stuff for us. You're, just, you're such a deer. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> unless you unless you want to join and you want to watch the movie on Friday morning. No, we did get a request for uh, Jake to join with you guys and sub out for me, but really? there's no way he could watch it in time and do that. Why is he a Marvel guy? Yeah, we were talking on John oh. Magic Radio how I was bowing well, out. Well, why didn't we know that? Well, we just easily swap you guys out for these movies. Yeah. Well, I doubt he's as Marvel as you guys. But well, I mean, we don't even, need that. Yeah, we don't need that. Um, but no, I mean, there's no way he's going to be We've been doing this for two years, and you haven't told us this. What the fuck? Well, I don't know if he's a Marvel guy, but he's seen some of the movies. Okay. Well, I mean, last time we tried to get Jake on here, you were like, well, he can't remember more than ten minutes of a movie. I think he's seen three movies in his life. Yeah, I don't think he's a big Pretty movie. sure that was, like, your words. Well, he kind of watches movies like you, Sheehan, so it would be really funny. <laughs> he well, says, like... That, that would be a good episode. Them he's just, like, like being like, like, oh, that happened, and I'm I just, slowly I just turn losing my brain, my brain off, and I just... They just tell me a story. Oh, my God, So if man. you guys were, like, talking about movies together... I don't know what you would say to each other. <laughs> I'm just picturing me getting more and more aggravated and like descending into madness listening to it. That was the meanest thing you said to me in the past two years. <laughs> you said that yourself that you turned. Yeah, but then he's like, "Well, we just got through it talking about how he doesn't watch movies and he doesn't retain anything." And like, yeah, he watches them like you. Hmm. No, it's a different point. Okay, you have a memory. Jake doesn't have a memory. Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm, yeah, no, I'm a storytelling guy. Guy. Yeah. Well, but now, but now I'm not. Now I'm looking for all the fucking metaphors, the screen grabs of the the angles, the Dutch angles, and, and the focal rackings and the the cliche. I'm looking for it all now. Nice, that's good. I'm trying. That's good. Excuse me for trying to better myself. No, no, it's great. We like it. Think- no, I know. I'm I'm I, I I dip myself in the little sense of security, thinking that I could just go to the movies and enjoy myself. No, 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 not on your watch. You can. It makes for an entertaining <laughs> listen for some people, but when you listen back. You're not happy happy with yourself. That's the main issue. Yeah, this all stemmed from us, right? And yeah. uh, us was terrible for me. Murder on the Orient Express. That was <laughs> uh, admittedly bad. Yes. And there was one other where you just had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I like sure. it though because it's not every movie, but it's like one movie every like five six months. What was the other one, Dave? I can't remember. I just remember dying laughing about it. Yeah. See, I, I just because it's the reason why is because I made a uh, like an actual point not to look at anything until we talked about it, so I couldn't just like go online and read a review. I was like, oh, huh, that makes sense. Hmm. Okay, I, I I do it in front of you guys, so you're welcome. <laughs> All right, uh, Outlaw King, but that's because you never watched. Um, yeah, that was that was tough for me. That wasn't your fault. Oh, uh, the the end of the fucking world. I didn't quite care about as much as you guys. Yeah, you but also you really like, like that. It. You liked that horrible disaster movie. Yeah, I did. I did like that one. That was bizarre. <laughs> I know. That was bizarre. But then, but then you could remind me, like, yeah, well, they, why did they go into the hot spring and nothing happened? I was like, that's right. Nothing did happen from that. That was odd. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, guys, we got a whole back catalog. Go listen to them. Tons of movies yeah. we've reviewed. Yeah, they're pretty wonderful. All right, so that wraps this up. Uh, check us out on Friday morning. We're going to be releasing our Avengers uh, Endgame review with tons of spoilers because, obviously. 
Uh, check us out next week. We're coming back. We're not going to do anything Monday. Or check us out next Friday for headliners again. We're back to the usual schedule. Uh, follow us at, at Six Pack Cinema on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and then our website, Six Pack Cinema Podcast dot com on G- uh, no not Jake, JohnBoyMedia.com. Jake Media. Cool. Jake Media. It's even better. See you All guys. Right. Thanks for listening. Love y'all.